Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets Binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below, or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below, or on Twitter at XGEM Accessories. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm, of course, here with my wonderful co-host, Giant Skyhawk. Hello, I'm Giant Skyhawk. And, of course, before we get too far in, <laughs> let's get... Let's say a wonderful thank you to all of our sponsors. So, of course, a huge thank you to Gem Accessories. And, of course, thank you to ETB Games and Steel Fox Games for their continued support of the podcast. Of course, if you are going to get yourself any new sleeves or anything of that sort, be sure to check out our Dragon Shield affiliate link in the description down below. Just click it before you shop. It costs you nothing extra to support the channel. And of course, if you want to go that extra, extra mile, you can be sure to check out our Patreon, which we have a link in the description to down below. You get an extra episode every single week. And of course, with that said, let's go ahead and get on into the episodes. Let's get rocking. So, absolutely. So today we're going to start off with a little bit of announcements, I would say, uh, from the Konami TCG. So, first off, we have the announcement of something that I just said, Konami TCG. This is not TCG. This is Master Duel. So, we have the announcement of the Master Duel World Championship, as well as uh, some qualifiers. So, uh, we have it in two stages, or I guess it's two stages. Yeah, two stages. Okay. And so it's, uh... I guess you can just play. It's like, it's like its own ladder, I guess. 
Yeah, it works very similar to uh, if anybody has ever played Duel Links around like KC Cup season. It's basically just like KC Cup, but for like Worlds Qualifier. So the first stage, okay. you just have to get to D level max, uh, which is just winning a bunch of matches basically. And then um, level two is where you have the qualifiers. Uh, depending on your region, uh, the first either the first place player after, during the second stage. I think the second stage is a period of 72 hours and your goal is to just have like the highest score possible. So uh, like for example, if you're Japan region, uh, the first place and the second place players will qualify for Worlds. Same with North America and then Europe slash Middle East slash um, Australia and Africa, but uh, Latin America and the rest of Asia only first place makes it. So a total of eight people here qualify for Worlds. Each of those eight players will be able to choose two teammates of anybody they want. So for example, in NA, I know Jesse Cotton and Pac have come out and said, I will play for your team if you qualify for Worlds. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how accurate that still is, but I'm pretty sure both of them are on record as being like, hey, if you're looking for a teammate, the weird stipulation That's here really is really funny. It is very funny. The weird stipulation here is that um, if a player has qualified for worlds in one category, they can't play in the other one. So you can't take someone who ends up qualifying for worlds in like TCG. Uh, so you can you can only play in Duel Links, Master Duel, or TCG. You can't play in multiple, which I guess makes sense for time reasons, but I think is still very funny that they included that in the rules. Uh, even so... if you're not like. Um, the la my last bit on this is like even if you're not planning on like grinding out day two you might as well do day one the gem rewards are really good you get a bunch of random stuff so i'd say worth it to play unless you hate tier <laughs> <laughs> so my question then becomes and this is gonna sound ridiculous because it doesn't really apply to me i know that there's a general rule of thumb that if you are banned in the tcg not only can you not even enter the event itself you can't enter the venue so if the Master Duel World Championships are happening, do you go to Japan or wherever they're holding Worlds that year? Is it an in-person event? I would assume that it would be, but yeah. at the same it time, it's so a, if it's you're a, banned in the TCG, can you still go? Uh, no, you cannot. And it's actually interesting that you bring that up because the uh, suspended players list was updated this week. Uh, I believe it was okay. yesterday. And uh, DK is, uh, is on that list of players. Uh, so, so this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was banned for something that we had talked about on the previous episode. Yes. Uh, uh, he was, he was banned for leaking, uh, master duel, uh, releases, which Duel you probably Links. should not do that. Uh, uh, I believe it was dual links and master duel. No, um, the video was, was five links? years old. Uh, so I, so that's what I initially thought as well. I wouldn't take, I think DK was just memeing around. Like, obviously, the, the emails has leaked. I don't think they banned him for a five-year-old video. I think that was just him, oh. like, pointing out how long he's been doing that for. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I am happy to see him banned. Uh, he has not been a good presence in the community. And uh, But, yeah, it, this means that he will not be uh, present at Worlds, for example. Uh, so it, it, it does prevent I, you from participating at that event. I don't know enough about DK to have an opinion on him. The only thing I've heard about him is his uh the thing that happened with, between him and coder mm -hmm. um so i i don't know enough about him his community his presence because i don't play dual links to know anything about whether or not like i care about him being banned uh i think that it's i will say that i always believe that seeing a content creator banned for 
in my opinion, what is essentially journalism is a very, very slippery slope. And it is a very risky proposition because, and this is something that I talked about when Tatsum was banned. He was banned for four years, three for leaks and one for uh, online harassment, they said. Um, and to me, personally, I see, I see these bans as being extremely, extremely... It's funny, the word that I want to use is like, it's just, it feels wrong to me because they didn't leak the information personally. The leaks were already out there in Facebook groups and things of that sort. And they're simply reporting on the information that was put out. So for me, I worry about the, the broad reaching scope that these policies will have and it's kind of like if if there is a breach in information within the united states federal government the breach then gets brought to a journalist who reports on it this is why in the united states at least we have what's called a whistleblower law which essentially i'm pretty sure that's what it's called i could be wrong my understanding is essentially that if you have a whistleblower on something that is a crime or is not right and it gets brought to the press, the press can't be prosecuted for reporting on it because that is just their journalistic duty to report information to the public. And in a lot of ways, I see these leaks as the same thing. It is our responsibility as, as creators. And what we're essentially doing is documenting the things happening in the game. We, we report on ban lists. We report on <clears throat> high-level tournaments and events. We report on all these things. And so for me, it hurts a lot to see what... And, and I'm not going to say I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm not going to go that far, and I don't <laughs> think you would either. But for us to report on something that is out there and for us to put, face these kinds of ramifications for it, it it's, it's disheartening for sure. Right. Uh, so one thing I will say is I, I completely agree with you. We, we, we have no disagreements. I, I think the reason that they banned him sucks. Uh, I'm happy that he's gone because, <laughs> again, I have misgivings. But uh, absolutely, like, I, I think that the new policy is, is extremely ridiculous. I think uh, dinging people for being the source of leaks absolutely is fair. Like, it, it, I, I, because that's like that's that's a matter of contract. That's a matter of like being somewhere right. you're not supposed to be. For for me, but at that's the same fair. time, sharing... say, you talk about banning. You talk about banning somebody like that. Somebody that works for Konami is not even supposed to participate in tournaments in the first place. Right. That's yeah. That's kind of the issue. Um, I, I will say, uh, I, I think the policy sucks. It's it's completely within Konami's right to do so, because it's not being banned from Yu-Gi-Oh events is not a legal consequence like right uh so it's not like like they can they could they could ding anybody for any reason if they really wanted to right uh, at, which has always been the case but uh i agree that the policy sucks but uh anyway uh, if you want to qualify for worlds uh <laughs> go play master duel for the next two weeks 
nonstop, and, religiously. And, uh, and, uh, and, and don't post leaks about uh, upcoming cards that are may or may not be in that Never. set. Never. Never. <laughs> so the next thing that we have to talk about is, I believe, the Fire King structure deck that got announced, yes. Onslaught of the Fire King. Yes! Fire King. <laughs> I'm so, so excited for this. I'll admit I'm a pretty big fan of Fire Kings myself. I've never played the deck, but I have good memories of the deck on the release. Um, the only issue is that Cold Shoulder Wolf Bark was like a forty dollar card <laughs> because it was played in Fire Fist. Remember, remember when that was like one of the best cards in the game was Wolf Bark. A simpler time. <laughs> I do remember that vividly. I mean, I, I remember us going to YCS Austin. 2013 and it was very funny caleb played fire kings at that event and our friend justin played fire fist at the event mm. and fire fist, fist went on to wit fire fist went on to win that event i i love i love so. i love bear i love fire fist but fire king i personally i'm excited Ulti about this bear. because of Ulti yeah, Bear yeah, yeah. is one of the best looking cards it, ever. It is it is a beautiful card. Tenki too is is a gorgeous one. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I'm more excited about the Fire King structure deck because it has implications for Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> Fire King Island is a card that has been uh, traditionally very playable. Um, uh, it also has a lot of interesting applications for stuff like Cosmo. Um, what what I think is cool about the way that Fire Kings are set up is that there is so much they could do to blend it with lots of these destructive decks like a Nephthys, for example, uh, is something that they could weave support into. It's also a fire theme. So I think it will be cool to see how the new support kind of blends itself into this like pile of decks that has started to coalesce around destruction. Uh, uh, and honestly, I just I think I think a, a Garunix return would be cool. Really like just more main deck monsters, more stuff to do would be sick. Uh, I, I'm really excited for this. So the deck says that it's going to be... I think it says... No, it doesn't say how many cards. But I would imagine that there would be potentially a couple of extra deck cards here, no? Hmm, maybe. Fire, Fire Kings, Kings has never had extra deck cards. Right, exactly. I, I mean, I... I could see a link or two here. Yeah, there. I will say there is precedent for structure deck R's not having extra deck cards in them, though. Like the dinosaur uh, structure deck was one of the first ones, and, and that didn't, that Dark didn't have World, any extra deck monsters. And I, yeah. Dark World didn't, and I don't think the Machina one did. Yeah. So it, I, I think it depends. Uh, I, I'm very curious. There's some very, very cool space that can be explored here. So I'm excited. I also wonder what staples could get reprinted here. Could this be a deck that doesn't rely on its extra deck? Could this be a prosperity reprint? I mean, so the problem with this is that even if the OCG reveals it, we know that sometimes the TCG likes to shave cards. Uh, like we did get or evenly matched down. in the yeah, like we did get evenly matched in the trap trick structure deck. But if you recall, uh, the cyber strike structure deck had had lightning uh, storm. lightning storm, and and that got we cut. got harpy's feather we duster. Did, we did get Imperm. We did get Imperm. Uh, so they did we keep did. Imperm in there. And they kept Ash Blossom in the end dimension shifter in the Crystal Beast structure deck. So I have hope, yeah. but uh, we don't know until we get reveals. I'm telling you, I, I'm still a firm, firm believer that Ash Blossom needs to get the MST treatment, which oh, as of late, it 100%. has. I think. Uh, I mean, to, it's been in two in the last eight months. 
Well, like, it, Ash Blossom needs to be the way that Effect Veiler is now. Uh, mm -hmm. I think. It, I think it's the comparison. But yeah, like MST, Dark Holes, just printed everything. Uh, yes. I, I totally agree with that. I think, I think eventually something like Dark Ruler or Forbidden Droplet probably also needs to be there. And I think Imperm is also a card that probably needs to get to that space now. But remember, Dark Ruler has a structured at common print. Yeah, and it should have more. <laughs> that the common is still pricey. Fair. That. Um, Fair. Is it? But yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Time to go pull them out of my boat. <laughs> and then I guess next uh, thing. Good. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, a V jump promo with some very sick art and some very dangerous implications. So the name of this card is <laughs> is um, Super Future Polymerization over Future Fusion. Uh, can you think of any powerful cards that this might be uh, trying to represent here? Um, well, uh, we have uh, Future Fusion, uh, uh -huh. Super Polymerization, mm -hmm. uh, Overload Fusion. Uh -huh. Uh, there's there's a there's a lot of really strong cards that this card invokes thoughts of. Yep, I mean it's literally the the skyscraper from Future Fusion, and then yeah, just and a lot of the rest of the art. Uh, I would say lightning strikes in around the center, like Super Poly. Yeah, we. Uh, I will say I think there's also like a little bit of the Malefic uh, Fusion, Malefic World Fusion with the rainbow coming in on the right hand side kind of the bottom corner yeah so they're really pulling together a lot of stuff um we still don't know what it does so um although this is very hype uh this is like <laughs> uh I'm, i wonder what this card is going to do uh fusion spells tend to be pretty good but this could also be very good i would like to point out that it is a continuous spell card too similar to future fusion <sighs> it's very rare oh, no. that we get a card like this that is a V-Jump promo that we can actually glean anything at all from because normally the level, it, the attribute, attack defense on monsters and, you know, things like that don't really matter. Most mm -hmm. if we, I, we don't really get many spells or traps, and if we do, they're normally normal spells or traps. But I feel like this one being continuous, which is one of the few bits of information we can get, is possibly fairly indicative and the thing that really stands out to me more than anything, um, we've had V-Jump promos in the past that have completely warped the metagame. It happens. That's true. And I'm very curious to see if it happens here. It feels like a pendulum swing. They're either cracked or they didn't do anything. Like, you, you, mm -hmm. you got Summon Sork and then you've got the new Dandelion. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I think there's an argument for Mystic Potato to be good, but mm, that card has potential. That card has uh, there's a, there are a lot of options there. But Summon Baron Pop Potato combo. Pop Potato. All right. Next, we have some new cards to get into. So we have a lot of pendulums. <laughs> a lot. Time to get your reading Which... glasses on. There's a lot of. Text. I'm actually going to see if this is going to destroy my lighting, but I'm going to put all this text on my screen so I don't have to look that far off camera. Mm -hmm, and hopefully, mm -hmm. it doesn't destroy my lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to uh, take so, on the first card while you're making the adjustments? Yes, please. All right. 
So first off, we've got Supreme King Gate Magician. So these cards are all very like Zark oriented. Uh, for those of you who are Dark Worm enjoyers, uh, there's some good news here for you. All right, so we got uh, Supreme King Gate Magician, Spellcaster Pendulum Effect, uh, Light Level 7, 2500 2k, uh, Pendulum Effect. You can only use the second Pendulum Effect of this card's name once per turn. One. Supreme King Zark. You control cannot be banished by your opponent's card effects. That's random. Uh, during your main phase, you can destroy this card, and if you do, place one Supreme King Gate Pendulum Monster from your hand or deck in your Pendulum Zone, except Supreme King Gate Magician. Are you serious? <laughs> That's already busted. That gets you zero. I was gonna zero. say, this feels good. Like, that gets you zero War Infinity. That's ridiculous. Uh, and, and more cards, maybe. Um, monster effect. You can only use the first and second monster effect, and it gives you like a material in the extra deck. Uh, level 7, too, so that works with uh, Absolute Dragon. Uh, one. Uh, each effect once per turn. One. If you have a Supreme King Gate card, other than Supreme King Gate Magician in your Pendulum uh, zone, you can send one Pendulum Dragon, Xyz Dragon, Synchro Dragon, or Fusion Dragon monster from your hand or extra deck to the graveyard. And if you do, special summon this card from your hand. There's got to be some nonsense you could do with that. Uh, For sure. Send Crystal Wings and tons of stuff. Like I'm sure there's some very random like fusion nonsense you can pull with this. Uh, oh, this also helps set up Zark. I see. Okay. Two. Uh, if this card is special summoned, you can add one card that mentions Supreme King Zark from your deck to your hand, except a spellcaster monster. Oh, okay. So you're telling me you are t this is th so this reads like DD Griffin, right? Where it just does everything. It's pr this card is protection. Right. This card gets you a scale and loads up your extra deck. It dumps from your extra deck or your hand, uh, and then it's also Rhoda. This card is insane. So, out of curiosity, can you see the pictures on these cards? Because I don't have pictures for these cards. <laughs> I cannot, actually. Funny you mentioned so that. Maybe what is the scale on fun. this? Uh, <laughs> don't, <that's, laughs> hang on. <laughs> they don't have this in the text. <laughs> no, they don't. That's why, don't I, that's why I was scales. hoping you had a picture. I, I don't. So, we don't have the scales. Uh, we, don't we just don't have the scales uh, here. Why don't you read the second card, and I'll go try to find scales. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So the second card we have here is called Supreme King Dragon Lightworm. So this is a Dragon Pendulum Tuner Effect Monster, light level 4, 1200 attack, 1800 defense. I really wanted another dragon. Pendulum Effect. You can only use the Pendulum Effect of this card's name once per turn. A good line of text to see. If a monster is special summoned and you control Supreme King, Zark, and another Pendulum monster, you can special summon this card. Then you can choose one other Pendulum monster you control, and the attribute and level of that monster or this card become the attribute and level of the other. Special summoned, and you control Zark, and another Pendulum. Special. Choose another. Okay. Okay, I see. It's some manipulation. Uh, monster effect. You can only use the first and second monster effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one face-up Supreme King Dragon or Supreme King Gate Pendulum Monster from your extract to your hand. Then immediately after this effect resolves, you can synchro or exceed summon one Supreme King Dragon Monster. 
Two, if a face-up pendulum monster is destroyed by battle or card effect, while this card is in your face-up extra deck, you can add this card to your hand. These cards are these cards are actually just nuts. Yeah, I I don't a... know anything about this deck, what this deck does, what this deck aims to do. I don't know, but what I do know is these cards are insane. Like this, this they is do like, everything. This is like an unbelievable resource loop, right? Like the fact that if like you pop this, like you get this in your extra deck. The fact that like if you pop, you pop another card with a different scale, right? You just add this back to your hand. This kind of gets around the uh, have to pendulum zone into like link zones restriction because you're just adding this card back to your hand. It's also level four, which is just it's just stupid. They're just insane. Um, oh, and I have the scales by the way. Excellent. Uh, shout out to you slash. Uh, <laughs> Vilabolos champ on uh, Reddit who added the scales to their translations. Um, Buddy, I'm just gonna say you started with you slash, and I realized you were reading off a Reddit username, and I was like, you better be careful. <laughs> That's why I checked first. Don't you worry. You read the right. Uh, you read the wrong Reddit username, and you could get us canceled. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. To not do that. Uh, okay, so so the scales for the first one, the level seven, it's a one 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 scale, and then the the mm -hmm. light worm, which is the um, the level four that Sonny just read off is an eight scale. Okay. Uh, all, all right. So this is this is big boss man uh, coming up next. Here, you ready for this name? It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I just read the name. <laughs> Heavenly Supreme King. Odd Eyes Arc Ray Dragon. I, I cannot wait to see how the TCG will fit this into the Dude, text box so for the name. that's so funny because that's a completely different name from what they have on YG Org. Oh, really? What do they have on YG Org? Yeah. I, sh I should probably be reading Su the text from YG Org, actually. Oh, Supreme it's even more, Celestial it's even more King, ridiculous. Odd Eyes Arc Ray Dragon. <laughs> Supreme <laughs> Celestial King, Odd Eyes Arc Ray Dragon. Okay. You've got to admire their their <laughs> uniqueness with the names. This, this is starting to get to the territory of the Galaxy Eyes monsters, which are insane. Let me just let me just take this dartboard here with a bunch of uh, words on it. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Celestial, perfect. What's next? Do king, awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this card is um, this card is a dragon fusion pendulum effect monster. Incredible, light level twelve. Uh, it's four thousand attack and defense. Uh, and are you ready for this? It's pendulum scale. <laughs> Is thirteen. <laughs> this card, this card is scale thirteen. What are you going to use this for? Uh, okay. Everything. Everything. Literally everything. I guess. That's uh, like the ones with the pendulum scale zero. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fire opal head scale zero. Um, pendulum effect. You can only use the pendulum effect of this card's name once per turn. One. If you have two cards in your pendulum zone, you can special summon this card. Uh, then you can shuffle one card from your pendulum zone into the deck. Then if it was returned to your extra deck, you can special summon it, ignoring its summoning conditions. So if you get this thing in the scale and you get another like extra deck pendulum in the scale, you just get to have both of them. That's very stupid. I'm sure there's some way to abuse that. Uh... Monster effect. So what? it's it's yeah. So it's materials. That's so, that's so crazy. Yeah. So its materials are four dragon monsters: one fusion, one synchro, one exes, and one pendulum. Um, this is, I believe, the same materials as vanilla's arc. 
Um, and this is this card is always treated as Supreme King's Ark. Okay, so it actually is its Ark. Awesome. Uh, this face down card in the extra deck. <laughs> I love that we have to specify that. Must That's first, so crazy. Yeah. Must first be either fusion summoned or special summoned by tributing one level 12 dark Supreme King Sark. <laughs> sure. Wait, uh, it, hold on. So you hold have on. to summon. So you can either fusion summon it or you can just tribute off a of Zark that you summoned. So if you summon Zark, but. Can you still only run three copies combined? Uh, I if this card is always treated as Zark. Uh, but here's okay, the issue. So this is light and the original on, one is dark. So uh, it depends on the exact wording. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is correct. I believe if it says this card's name is always treated as Supreme King Zark, then you wouldn't be able to play. But because it just says it's always treated as Supreme King Zark... Uh, I think it's fine because if you think about um, let me look up the text of pacifist really quick uh, pacifist this is ridiculous the that we phantasm city it's rulings time yeah, yeah yeah so pacifist specifically says this card's name is always treated as umi and that means you can only play like one umi one a legendary ocean one pacifist for a total of three umi but because this card okay. says it's always treated as uh think of it like the um, the harpy ladies uh, yeah so the harpy ladies their names are treated so you can only play one of each right or or like three total uh the sioux ships have a monster that says this card is always treated as x in like whatever amount of locations so unless the translation of this card will say like treated as name you should be able in theory you could play three of each but I, okay. You wouldn't. Like, I, I don't know why that would ever come up. But now, uh, now all of you at home have the knowledge. And if I'm wrong about this, uh, I suck. I guess. That's okay. We'll call you out on uh, it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we still have some effects to go through. There's too much text. So I guess the idea is you can summon this by like dumping stuff from the extra deck a little bit easier if you want to fusion summon. Whatever. Um, if this card is special summoned uh, from the extra deck, you can place one pendulum monster from your deck in your pendulum zone. Cool. Electromite. Awesome. If this card in the monster zone is destroyed, you can place it in your pendulum zone. That's just huh. Electromite with more steps. Yeah. I mean, so clearly this is just like a combo piece, right? Like, you're doing this... Uh, wait. Neither of those... This effect is not once per turn. How many of these are you summoning? Uh, okay, but like you could pretty easily, I think you could pretty easily loop this. Because like as soon as it's properly summoned. So the pendulum effect is hard once, but the summon effect is not. So you could probably loop this twice. Because you put it in the, you summon it proper, you summon it the first time, right? Summon it the first time, trigger the effect to place a, a scale. And then if you destroy this by yourself and you put it in your scale, you can then trigger the scale effect to summon it again and then put another thing in the scale. There's probably some nonsense what if you, you can do with this. If you link it off, it goes to the extra deck, doesn't it? Uh, if you destroy it, it goes in the pendulum zone due to its effect. You can but place it If you it link in the it off, zone. it goes to the extra deck face up. Yeah, so you could just pendulum summon it. Yes. Yeah, which he's level 12, so you would need a... A, a, uh, a scale of 13. A, uh, interesting, yeah, we have like one that. of those, huh? Uh, yeah. This card is scale 13. Um, anyway. <laughs> all right, next card we have here is... Pendulum Evolution. There's a continuous spell card. You can only use the first, second, and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. 
One, you can shuffle one pendulum monster from your hand into the deck. Add one pendulum monster with 2,500 attack and a different name from your deck to your hand. Two, if you special summon to face down pendulum monster or monsters from the extra deck this turn, you can activate this effect. Immediately after it resolves, pendulum summon a monster monsters. Three, you can target one Supreme King Zarku Control. It can attack all opponent's monsters once each this turn. Cool, it just makes it UCT. That's cool. Yeah, this is good. Uh, this is also very searchable. You can play Duelist Alliance to go get this. There's lots of cards that search uh, cards with like Pendulum in the name. Um, it maybe is a little bit win more, but like an extra pen summon is crazy and a searchable extra pen summon seems nuts. So uh, I don't know if you would play Fine. this, but it definitely seems like a good option. It's a one of. It, it, oh, uh, for sure it's a one of, but I mean, it, it's also kind of nuts. It's, it's super it's super searchable, so it's a one of. Yep. Uh, anyway, so next up, we've got a quick play spell, the Light Winged Dragon. Uh, you can only activate one card with this name per turn. During the main phase, add one Supreme King Dragon or Supreme King Gate Pendulum Monster from your deck to your hand, or if you control Zark, you can special summon it instead. Oh, so we just get Rhoda for some of the strongest starters ever? That's crazy. No, no, you don't. Uh, you get a quick play Rhoda. Ah, I see. Uh, and if you've already done your setup, it's just E-Telly. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quick launch. It's crazy. Yep. Next nuts. we have Miracle of the Supreme King. Normal trap. Ooh, purple cards. If you control Supreme King Zark, activate one of these effects. Destroy one Supreme King Zark you control, and if you do, special summon one Odd Eyes Pendulum Monster or one Light Supreme King Zark from your deck or extra deck, ignoring its summoning conditions. Place one face-up Pendulum Monster from your extra deck in your Pendulum Zone or set one Quick Play spell directly from your deck. You can only... Any Quick Play spell. You can only <laughs> use each effect of this card. It just says one Quick Play spell. It doesn't... Uh, it can be any... So I guess the downside is that like you can't activate the quick play spell. That's still kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. So um, it's really interesting to me that it keeps specifying a light Supreme King Zark. Yeah, because that's the that's the new extra deck version, right? I imagine it's to right. prevent you from like doing like Zark into Zark into Zark on the same one. Maybe they want you to rotate between the two. I don't know. It is interesting though. Uh, we also have another purple card. It's the last one in the set here. Uh, Soul of the Supreme Celestial King. Normal trap. Hard once per turn. One. Tribute one spellcaster. Pendulum monster with 2500 original attack. Fusion summon one Supreme King Sark from your extra deck by banishing materials listed on it from your hand, deck, extra deck, field, and or graveyard. But its effects are negated unless it... Least one each of your Pendulum Dragon, Exceeds Dragon, Synchro Dragon, and Fusion Dragon monsters are currently banished. So this just lets, they, so this... they didn't get they didn't get a trap card that lets them cheat on, <laughs> cheat out Zark. They got two of them. <laughs> what if what if what if we gave them two Tri-Brigade Revolts? Hmm. Like one is good, right? Like one one is good. But what, what if it was from, two? So you just foolish them from banish them from deck and extra deck two. So you just have to draw this card and then the spellcaster with twenty five. I feel like there's a way to search a card that says celestial uh, king. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, it's a card that mentions Zark, right? So that's the um, the. Oh yeah. 
I think, yeah, yeah, the, the level seven is a spellcaster that's 2,500, and it just adds this if it's special summoned. <laughs> so card. that card just, like, fulfills the whole condition on its own. Well, these feel good. This seems... These cards are ridiculous. This has to be playable in some way. Like, I, I don't, like... I, I mean, obviously, Pendulum has, like, some inherent weaknesses as a strategy, but, like, even as an engine, somebody probably could make this work. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, right? But, like, the issue is, um, as it turns out... Uh, Pendulums are bad. <laughs> so. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Excuse you. Uh, I'll have you know that Archfiend Eccentric, uh, Predaplant Spider Orchid, and uh, Mythical Beast Garuda are seeing lots of play right now. So Pendulums are not bad. Thank you very much. That is true. I had to go through all my <laughs> bulk to find my one English, one French copy of Archfiend Eccentric. Uh, in different rarities, different languages and different rarities, and the one Garuda I had. True. So, just to try to play them in Super Heavy. Alright, next we have some more support for another uh, piece of the game that everybody loves. Like, everybody loves Pendulum. It's like the thing that everybody says, like, oh, what's that about? What is it about Yu-Gi-Oh! that you love? People say Pendulum, and this is the other one, Sky Strikers. It's the two things that are just universally loved about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, anybody that played the game... 10 years ago says yeah pendulums are awesome um so, anybody that played the game four years ago says yes sky strikers are I'm, awesome it's just universal I'm, I'm a hater i'm sorry i'm a hater i also hate both of these things all right next <laughs> so we have a sky striker ace camellia this is a link to dark machine link effect monster 1500 attack of course it does uh links are top right bottom left materials to effect monsters uh, yep, mm -hmm. it's generic. Must first be Link summoned. That makes sense. You can only special summon Sky Striker Ace Camellia once per turn. One. Once per turn, if you have three or less spells in your graveyard, first Sky Striker card to ever say that, you can send one Sky Striker card from your deck to the graveyard. Cool. It's just... Uh, it's just... Hayate, but... Uh, easier. <laughs> Easy. uh, or, two. And also, it, yeah, it's, it's Hayate, but you can do it in the main phase. You can Kagari in main phase. Very cool. I have a lot of thoughts about this card. Uh, two, if this card is sent to the graveyard, you can target one monster your opponent controls. Special summon this card to their field, and if you do, send that monster to the graveyard. Also, shift control of this card to this card's... Also, shift control to this card's owner during the end phase of this turn. Okay, so... Here's what this means. All right, let's break this down. So, it you cannot ray into this card. Um, can, can you? No, it has to be link summoned. So yep. you cannot just tag ray out into this card. Hmm. Um, but notably, one large weakness of Sky Strikers has always been a kaiju, because it puts a card in their main monster zone. But here's the interesting thing is because of this card being generic, if you normal summon Ray with a, with a Kaiju on your board, you can link Ray and the Kaiju off into this, clearing it out of your, clearing the Kaiju off the board. Now, what it also does is it lets you pick what 
cards you want to have in your graveyard and stack your graveyard how you want it so that you can get the most value of possible out of your Kagaris. It also lets you do, it's also built, has built in removal. Having all of these things on this one card is really strong. It cannot be understated how strong this card is for the Sky Striker strategy. And yeah. I, I think the first thing that a lot of Sky Striker players thought was that, like, yeah, it's like a maybe toolboxy card. This seems like one of those cards that should be in every Sky Striker deck until the end of time. And because it's just, it's such a utility card, more yeah. so than most other Sky Striker cards, which just, like, like all the Sky Striker links to me have mostly been engine things this feels less engine-y and more you more utility uh so i think there are two important things to note about this card the first is that this so not only like you mentioned the the kaiju clearing out that i think that's just half of the story here striker can now just play other engines right like if you have yeah. like a random special summon engine that gets you something um that puts like another body on the board or even just any engine because you, it's just any two effect monsters who 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 needs ray you could just get anything like you, you could just play anything yeah. that puts two bodies on the board to get you advantage go into this and then make your sky striker plays right um this means yep. that uh engage is accessible as a generic engine for decks again because yes, any two effect monsters makes this send engage go into a gagari add back engage uh and activate engage add widow anchor or whatever you decide that you want while you're going second or just to add like hornet drones if you want to keep like climbing uh tons of different options for this like if you're activating a bunch of spells it's extra draws this card is set if up the... going first because it gets more spells in your graveyard for engage or it just gets you anything if... you want with kagari like if the and... policy docs are any indication <laughs> please please no you can no. use that engage to search another engage <laughs> no. Just saying. I refuse to. I I, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, you can hope, we, but the policy we, docs say otherwise. And we have spent all this time talking about what this card does, and we have not even mentioned that, like, oh yeah, if it's sent to the graveyard at all, um, it remove it just gives itself to your opponent, removes this card from the graveyard. Like sends that monster to the graveyard, non-targeting, non-targeting, like, non-destruction, removal, non removal. And, and also you get this back. So what is interesting is that uh, that there is a downside to this, in that uh, when this card comes back to you, it ends up in your main monster zone, but it doesn't do that until the end phase. So if you want to apply something like a Shizuku, you can, or because you can start to play more engines and striker, you just make IP, and then when you get this card back. Uh, after main phase two you can just ip link off into your extra monster zone into like avermax or unicorn or ningirsu or whatever you want to do and then you have your main monster zone free again like there this card is it's good generically but it's unbelievable for sky striker yeah this card this card's good this thing good anyway enough about you, you can really see that you could really <laughs> see the rise of like a like a four or five card striker engine in spell card heavy decks that can put out a monster quickly think 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 runic right think runic in, with this card really um you could like normal mole cricket use mole cricket to get camellia use camellia to send the trap card search the spell card then you use a runic card to summon uh hugin 
or yeah yeah it's hugan use hugan to you can discard the trap card to search the field spell link those two off into this use this to send engage link this off into kagari get back the engage um and then if you you oh well i said you discard the trap you'd have to have a non-spell card discard because that would you have to only have two spell cards in your graveyard to send the engage and when you add the engage back you need a way to have another spell card in your graveyard which the, the, i don't the, know how the, runic the, could possibly do the, that the, but the point is uh toss format will never end the possibilities are endless uh <laughs> yeah you can literally use this to just draw two extra cards and end up like you it lets you go plus multiple times in decks that don't really need to do this in anything like you this is not a big commitment in main or extra deck it's like yeah. a three card commitment in the main and a one and a two card commitment in the extra this is also really just, insane this is just good removal like yeah you you yeah. could just make it and link it off it's a it's, it's a kaiju it, that's the that's <laughs> the irony of it they gave sky like, strikers a kaiju <laughs> they already have a kaiju it's hamp this is another I, they one. gave him another oh uh, yeah they gave him like a playable one what <laughs> one that can be linked off into kagari yeah 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 and it's such a yeah we will see this card see play in in numerous capacities but you want to know yeah. what else i want to see play volcanics baby let's go gotta, baby that's what i'm talking we, about we got a pain 98 we got the last volcanic card i mean hopefully there are more but we got the last one from the duelist pack fire we got a normal trap card for you volcanic emission and i love the description why you're you're gonna get burned by axel's parents uh <laughs> dude oh my dude the the url that looks painful that look painful I'm, this, this is about to be real painful. Uh, volcanic emission, normal trap. Act one. Activate one of these effects. Your choice. Take one volcanic monster from your deck and either add it to your hand or special summon it, ignoring its summoning conditions, but return it to the hand during the end phase. So this cheats out the emperor guy that is basically your win con. Amazing. Two. Target one pyro monster on the field. <laughs> Inflict damage to your opponent equal to its original attack. If you controlled the target at activation, uh, the damage inflicted by this effect is halved. So if you summon a pyro to your opponent's field, which a lot of the new support does, you can just burn them for 3k. This card makes it unfathomably easy to FTK. Like, or to at least like do the rest of the burn damage on your opponent's turn, right? This either gets you this the emperor if you don't already have it. one sided ring of destruction. It's crazy. This card is ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't actually destroy the monster but it does the damage. That's yeah. even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very stupid. I'm so playing Volcanic when that deck comes out. <laughs> Catch me being the most degenerate person at the tournament playing Volcanic Ruinet. Catch I me. It. I believe it. Oh, I already have my ulti shells. If anybody has, ult, has secret right, so rockets dude, that they want to let go dude, of, hit me up. This, this dude is not kidding. He picked up ulti shells at London, and I crap you not, like three days later, they revealed the support. This, Sonny has just... Hey, Payne, hit me up. You can thank me. It's It's... Listen, there's streamer luck for like getting things on Master Duel, mm -hmm. and then there's podcaster luck for speaking <laughs> things into existence. You're gonna learn this, Skyhawk. You're gonna learn yeah, that yeah, as yeah, you yeah, speak yeah, things yeah. into existence, yes, yes, it yes, happens. Yes, yes. 
I have you, a track record, a very pr- well-proven track record. Yeah, the Gate Guardian support was your fault. Yes, yes, we know. Yeah, as well as a litany of other things. My that, current that, thing that I'm speaking into existence is, of course, uh, YCS New Orleans. <laughs> I'm speaking it into existence. It's going. We're going to get a YCS New Orleans. <laughs> I, to be fair, I think that actually would be cool, but I don't know. Listen, yeah, we just it would got be Vancouver. Sick. I, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing my luck. I'm not pushing my luck. No, I, uh, I'll push it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, somebody at Konami listens to this podcast. I'm telling you, which is why I started being a lot more careful with the rants that I go on. Konami individual, don't go back and listen to my old rants. They were not nice. <laughs> uh, all right, Sonny, you want to handle the last? Uh, you want to handle the last card? Sure, the last card we got is some junk mail. Level one Earth mail. Warrior Tuner. A level one Earth Warrior Tuner monster. Hmm. What as long as it's not that? a machine. Uh, 400 attack, 100 defense. Dude, this card is a Rota target. This card is a... It's a one for one target. I hope this card isn't that good. You can only mm-hmm. use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, a synchro monster that used this card as material cannot be destroyed by battle. Okay, all right. If this card is in your graveyard, you control a synchro monster whose original name includes Warrior, Synchron, or Stardust. Except during the turn this card was sent to the graveyard, you can special summon this card but banish it when it leaves the field. I, oh, okay. I'm fine with this. This, isn't this the, is... It's cool. This is not good. No, you, but it's a cool utility card for the Stardust Synchron strategy. I mean, it, right? so read, read read this again. Except during the turn, this card was sent to the graveyard. This card sucks. It's not even worth playing. You, in have, that to, <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it the next turn. <laughs> I, I I don't think this card is very good. <laughs> it, like if it was, it's like, not worth playing in any deck, including its own deck. Yeah. But uh, it is so, some. Uh, it is some. It's not infected mail. It's junk mail. That's At a, some point, we might get spam mail. We get spam mail. Spells. True. We should get spam. Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, the important mm-hmm. one is, I found two hundred dollars yesterday. That's, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to show the people what you found? <laughs> No, I don't feel like getting up to go get them, but um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I will. Okay. okay. While while Sonny is doing that, I- I'm going to explain to you all. So I uh, I thought I was slick. I was st- digging through my bulk and I was like, oh, wow, I've got these three OTS pack 10 super rare Gizakiras. These are kind of money right now because people are playing them in super heavy because you could search it off Cleaport Genius. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I thought that was my find for the next couple of days. And then this dude shows up and he pulls three of like the like most stupidly expensive card for no reason right now. Would you like to it's tell It's not the for people? no reason. It's a rank eight negate. It is Galaxy uh, no reason. Prime, Galaxy Eyes, Photon Lord or something what like that. What is playing this? <laughs> number 90. Uh, Galaxy Eyes decks. Uh, it's playable in Dark World. What else? What uh, I don't care. It's $70, and I found three of them in my bulk yesterday when I went to search for it on a whim because I happened to know where my secret rare Xyz monsters are. Number 90, whatever, whatever, Photon Lord. I, I'm very it, happy. It is, it is so amazing. anyway, if you need one of these, they're $70. I'm selling them for 60 Hit me. 
<laughs> Always on the hustle. That's crazy. Always on. It's the grustle. It's the, the you know the grinding hustle mindset. Uh, speaking of being always on the hustle, that uh, that's a decent segue into kind of the the last chunk of the meat it is. of this episode, so, which is the regionals grind. Yeah. So I am a a, a crazy person. I am going to what regional is this for me this year this is regional six or seven for me this so far this year um which if i was good dude i'd be grinding world events. <laughs> i'm telling you dude, i would have at least like <laughs> if i was good i'd have points. at least like like a hundred easy mm-hmm. uh because i mean some of these regionals are cutting like top 64 but essentially well let's see i went to I've been to Houston, Dallas, Mississippi, Shreveport, and I went to London, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> Just a small regional so, of three thousand people. <laughs> this is at this is at least number regional number five for me, and that's just regionals, not including obviously YCS London. Mm-hmm. So going to regional number five this week, I have a week off. Six in Dallas the next week. Or Fort Worth, seven in Houston the next week. So All in the right. next four weekends, I'm going to three more regionals, and then a couple weeks later, I'm going to nationals. So, with that said, the question is, what do I play at these events, right? Because I have a bunch of decks that I can play, and I don't know what to play. And I think that this is something that a lot of people go through when they are considering going to these events is I have all these options. How do I pick? So I wanted to go through them really, really fast because we don't have a lot of time and mm-hmm. talk about them and my thoughts behind them. And Scott, feel free to interject at any time. So I, I can. My I, my options are first, obviously I have Sword Soul. Mm-hmm. Sword Soul has been old reliable for over a year now, like almost a year and a half. It's a good deck. And I know it inside and out. Uh, next, I have Nichiria Runic. Then I have Math Mech. I have Super Heavy Samurai. Marincess. Labyrinth. And I could probably put together a handful of other decks. But those are probably the most competitive ones that I have available to me. So, and uh, the it, issue yeah. is that I don't... The only deck that I have these that I actually know how to play competently is sword soul <laughs> man's been a sword soul bozo since release um literally awesome so uh, it's one of those it's always difficult to weigh especially when you have multiple options what you think the best thing to play is and what you think you will perform well with um, right. That's something that I've always struggled with as somebody who usually is playing a, a rogue deck in a format, uh, aside from like maybe the few times the dinosaur has been a tiered list. Um, you have to gauge where you are at. Like at some point, especially at the beginning of the format, you might have to just get the reps in with something you're less comfortable with because you know it will be better later. But also, depending Mm -hmm. on the stakes for you, like maybe this is an event you don't go to very often, or maybe it's a regional you attend once every three months or once every six months, you have to think about what you think you will do best with. So uh, for you, it sounds like the debate is... like For me, it it sounds like the debate would be between Super Heavy and... and, uh, 
um, and, and Sword Soul is, is kind of what I think it comes down to. Uh, and then the question then is, do you feel like it would be better for you to play a deck that you know inside and out, or would it be better for you to play something that's better and can get you more experience, but you might make more mistakes and that can screw you in a long event? So the issue becomes, I don't anticipate this Baton Rouge regional being super massive. I think that the Baton Rouge regional will be like, I think it tops out at like 200 players, which is not massive in the grand scheme of regionals. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's as big as some nationals in some places, but in terms of American regionals, I've been to some like under a hundred, but it's kind of rare. When we go to Houston, it's like 600. Dallas is 500. So I, I'm used to these much, much, much larger events. And I think that something like this, where it's a bit shorter of an event, it gives me the opportunity to play something that I potentially don't know as well and can be carried by the high skill ceiling or the high power ceiling of the deck. As long as you know the bread and butter lines of the deck, then it's potentially okay to do something like that. I think playing a deck with a little bit lower power ceiling that you are much more comfortable with and you trust yourself to make less mistakes throughout the day can be something that's worth that, that you can work with on in an event that's a lot larger. So for example, if I was going to a YCS, I wouldn't even be thinking about these other decks because to me, when you go to a YCS or an event like this, you want to play the deck that you're the most comfortable with. And if you practice a ton and you're always in the meta and you're always constantly at the top of your game, then that can be a the best deck in the format. But for me personally, it's really tempting to go to a smaller event like this and play something I'm not familiar with. Um, so sounds like you're thinking I don't it's super know. heavy. <laughs> yeah, the the more I think about it in my head, the more I think I I do want to do super heavy. But it, it's intimidating putting something new together and I, I can't speak for everybody, but this is something I struggle with a lot, a lot is putting together that new deck and trying it out and getting my legs on under it. Um, you know, it, there's this moment when you build a new deck where you're excited, right? You're really excited because you have something new put together, but you're also pretty terrified because it's imposing learning a new deck and it's, it's really, it can be a lot to take in, especially in today's Yu-Gi-Oh. That's why I don't switch decks very often. You know, I, I can't go from one deck to another to another and swap back and forth like this. I have to put my mind, I have to put put myself in the mindset of that new deck. Yeah, as someone who played Dinosaur for probably like seven years before picking up something else, I totally get that mindset. Um, yeah. But definitely, and especially when you are used to understanding the intricacies of something that in a way that yeah. maybe nobody else alive does <laughs> or at least very close to <laughs> uh not having that knowledge on hand when you are trying something new makes it very difficult to stick with it you definitely should yeah like uh for example the last three months or so i've been on a crystal beast kick and 
learning the intricacies of how that stuff functions has been so good for like broadening my horizons as a player. It's something that you sure. should be actively trying to do in, in terms of challenging yourself. That said, you still need to think about what's going to get you the best results because ultimately your goal is to do well. Uh, unless unless you right. are like, I want to try something kind of weird or uh, like like your goal is to do something like our good friend Nash does where he's like, I took uh, Ishizu Volcan or like Ishizu Lava to a regional, right? Like yeah. that's, that's a different mindset that you're putting yourself in when you do that kind of stuff. But it sounds like you're leaning super heavy, but uh, I know you and you could also just flip on a diamond and join the uh, uh, activate uh, Ashina people again listen i've <laughs> lord knows i've had this decision in front of me and flipped on a dime countless times mm -hmm. um the deck that i know best aside from sword soul is probably naturia runic but wow naturia is really bad right it, now it fell off runic we talked about this last episode but runic just has fallen off yeah it has um so there's one last thing, one last little thing that I want to cover before we leave the podcast, because I promised, I promised our moderator that we would actually remember to do these polls. So, so the poll question uh, is with Super Heavy Samurai staking its claim to the new format and it having to cycle Soul Piercer to go combo, is Blinding Abyss Dweller good enough this format? The, your choices are A, make it going first. It had a nice overlap with the Brandon matchup. B, it is a toolbox card. You must play it if possible, but you only make it once you know the matchup. C, it is not good enough into enough matchups to include. D, Dweller bad. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> um, I think... I think it's uh, for me. <laughs> That's how I feel about a best Dweller. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's... Um, I, I think my answer is once you know the matchup, I think blind, if you're making a rank four, like I think you can make an argument that Tornado Dragon might be better than Dweller right now. Um, that's uh, on so honestly, that's a great point. Like Tornado Dragon pop a super heavy scale, Tornado Dragon yeah. pop the planet or the birth, uh, Tornado yeah. Dragon, uh, like even branded lost against like the branded matchup or branded beast if they decide to set that up. Uh, after like um, it's really bad into pearly I guess yeah well I mean Nick you can pop the continuous spell um, so like but so I think I think dweller is one of those cards like against branded dweller is really strong but it's honestly it's not like super game ending like uh, the big bestial guys summoning condition is like for the bestial builds uh, it's a summoning condition and not an effect so it doesn't care about that um, and you can just like banish tragedy get the effects that way yeah, uh, so I don't think you get as much value out of it. Uh, I think it's really it's pretty darn good against super heavy. Like it screws up a lot of like the super heavy cards themselves, but like against cash doesn't do anything. Uh, against pearly, it's not great. Like it stops the draw engine, I guess. Um, I personally am I'm falling into C. It's not good enough to include it, and it's not good enough into enough matchups to include. Uh, that's where I voted. the The majority of people say it's a toolbox card. But I just I don't think you have to play this in your deck list. I think I think Exiton Knight is maybe better. Um, I, I think that I'd rather play Dugaris yeah. or like you said Tornado Dragon or Baguska. Yeah, Baguska I, mean, I think is really good right now. Uh, I think, think... Baguska hoses the uh, Pearly deck, doesn't it? Yeah, Baguska is really strong into that. I think 
Uh, I mean, they're all playing Santa Claus, but they have to draw that, right? And and yeah. the other thing is that a lot of the non-engine in the format doesn't really interact with Baguska. Like, um, not an activated effect, so Gamma isn't a thing. Uh, uh, the I believe the detach is mandatory, so maybe you can ogre that, but if you're ogring the Baguska standby effect, you've probably already lost. Um, yeah. The only card really is Imperm, and I think if there is like a hand trap that people are cutting, it's Imperm. If they decide that they're shaving stuff off, it's like Ogre, Imperm, or Ash kind of hits that like shave off spot. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I think I think Baguska is really good right now. Uh, Light Dragon and adding Nister is something that I think people could start experimenting with. Um, that, so that's uh, to keep an eye out for that coming up in the, in the next couple uh, in the next month or so for format developments. Yeah. Um, but I think there are definitely better cards than Dweller that you could be playing at the rank four spot. So, with that said, let's go ahead and move on into our closure here, and let's thank all of our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Y'all are so, so good! <laughs> 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 all right. Well, a huge thank you to Black Wings, but it's just me feeding the ducks at the park. <laughs> Kane Martin. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That one got you. That one got that's you. That's so good. Gade Martin, Zyphorus, Cards, Goetia, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH, Cyber? If all you have is a Cosmic, every problem looks like a Floodgate, John Lil, Monstratron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Kawaiaba, Silver Hope, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for Bad Deck, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Sympathy, Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is the best Floodgate, Box Wine, come on and get your game on, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Dragon Maid Sunseed. I'm about to Rika Glamour, Tribute for Cost, these Plant Nuts in Your Mouth. Cam, the Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer, Old Man Red Pinco, one for three, and Slaking It Up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. I, and I truly yeah. expect to see more patron names from you all in the future. Come on, just step, just step your game up. You can do better. That is I, I, Black Wings, but it's just me taking my ducks to the park. Is no, maybe feeding the ducks at feeding, the park. Feeding the ducks of the park. It may be the best sentence I have heard in, in months congratulations whoever you are because that is that is just it's it, that is music to my ears that is that is a well well done patron name that is top tier for sure that is an all-timer <laughs> so with that said thank you all so much for joining us on today's episode of the top cut podcast and until next time have a great weekend everybody catch y'all later it was adios last week it's catch y'all later this time i'm mixing it up Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.